Welcome to Marriage, Let's Talk, hosted by legendary worldwide marriage encounter leader, Father Rosie Roseboro, featuring Catholic married couples from around the world who demonstrate healthy communication for building better marriages. And now, here's Father Rosie. Hi, Father Rosie here. I'm glad you could join us today. This podcast is not talking about marriage, It is where we're going to share how to create a better marriage through communicating feelings in authentic ways. I'm introducing a couple. Their names are Michelle and Chris Seaman. And they'll have a certain topic they're going to choose. Tonight's going to be forgiveness, by the way. They've written love letters to each other, describing their feelings in various manners. Then we'll pick one of their feelings to attempt to try to experience the other person's feeling, to draw closer to them. Going back and forth is what we call the dialogue. Sharing one's feelings and exploring them is one of the most intimate ways to communicate with your loved one. Tonight we have Michelle and Chris once more. Introduce yourselves and go from there. I'm Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not. I'm Chris. Um, and we came up with this question today. Our question was, am I willing to ask forgiveness for someone from someone other than you? How do I feel sharing this with you now? Um, and we came up with this question because we have been workshopping a first set couple and a third set couple. So as we went into the mentality and really supporting these couples in in their their writing and their journey the mentality reminds us that living the concept means both in and out of dialogue so when we when we looked at that and then we said acceptance means we embrace both the feeling and the person who is having the feeling it like both of us were struck by the this idea that it is us absolutely and it's then beyond us right and well, that's well, that that is for the people who do not know what you're talking about the uh, the couples who are team have a background of mentality for us to kind of focus on our talk to make sure we're on target and not lost and just in, in discussing it and meanwhile, something that you know already intellectually, but we forget at times, uh, Jesus says, love one another as I love you. And we sometimes we limit ourselves to, I'll treat my spouse in this manner, but I don't necessarily carry it outside the home. And you're talking about carrying it outside the home. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. And the kids would call us hypocrites if they catch us in that. And they're not afraid to tell us that. Mommy and daddy, you do that. How can you do that with them and not do it with yourself? Da, 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 you know? So, okay. That gives a bad breath. Yeah, that was the, um, as whenever we're working with another couple, we typically want to like immerse ourselves back into the mentality before we sit with the other couple and, and workshop, go through it. And both of us were like, oh, how often do we need to remind ourselves that it is it is here and it is here? 
that that we like you just said father rosie offering um forgiveness to our daughter offering forgiveness to my mother beyond our relationship that that also supports and and grows our relationship so just wanted to kind of as we as as you hear mine you'll be like what michelle um, I said, my love, a quality of yours I found most endearing was your patience while waiting for me to get my hair done. Something you do that I truly value is make chili for my entire work potluck today. Thank you. Um, remember when we first brought our little pug home and I carried him in my overalls pocket? That was a long time ago. Uh, this question, why did we decide on it? I think sometimes I find it easier to ask forgiveness from others than I do asking forgiveness from you. I know it's a me issue, but I try really hard to do right by and for you. So when I mess up with you, I judge myself harsher and maybe have a harder time forgiving myself to then seek forgiveness from you. I feel embarrassed sharing this with you now. Embarrassed tastes like those two salty mashed potatoes that I served on our first Thanksgiving that everybody choked down. <laughs> Embarrassed smells like when I try on a new perfume at a store and I quickly change the scent from whatever it is to ode to a litter box because of my how my body is made up. And it is bad. Um, Embarrassed is the red of my face when Taryn asked me a question about sex when she was little. A previous experience of my embarrassed feeling was when our neighbor went to the movies with us and I said that I would want that handsome actor playing, you know, a person in the movie if I looked like that. It was based on a real life. And our neighbor said, wow, Michelle, I think you missed the point of the movie. I love you always, me. Dear my love, your MEQ is dealing with my sometimes crazy schedule and customer. Remember when I had a hotel room for that one job in Phoenix for like a month? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I'm willing to ask others, but I'm not so eager or quick to do it. You are the priority for me. I feel um, honest about this. Honest tastes like food that we cook at home. Honest smells like the clean air at the top of Mount Lemon. Honest is uh, the black of a judge's robe. Honest is our dog's reactions when we come home after we, or when we give them a treat. <clears throat> Honest is uh, seeking advice from a trusted friend. Honest is not how I view the thoughts of a talk show host or most politicians. Honest in song is I Honestly Love You by Olivia Newton-John. Love forever, Chris. So what we noticed about ourselves was giving it a number. Chris tended to lowball a number so that we always, and I can speak in absolutes because it happened for a very long time, um, always dialogued on my feeling. Um, however, I'm, I'm reading mine and listening to yours. I'm wondering where do you think that we should dialogue which um, your descriptions seem a little uh, more intense than my descriptions so I, I think i'd like to um, 
talk about your embarrassed feeling a little more if that's okay with you. I just can't wait. I don't... <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, so we, like you said, we don't give numbers, but if you were to give it a number on a scale of one to 10, what would you rate it? I think it would be on the higher end of the scale, maybe more seven or eight. Kind of strong. Um, you talked about uh, the salty mashed potatoes. Um, is there another embarrassed time or food that served that was embarrassed, embarrassing? Um, so there was the time that we went to um, that couple's house for New Year's Day. And the food that she served, it was intended to be cold, but I didn't realize that it was intended to be cold. And I've never had cold mashed potatoes before. Wow, it must be mashed potato thing, <laughs> but I've never had cold mashed potatoes. Um, I I don't know that that was as intense um, because I, I think I was feeling embarrassed for her because I was like just eat it babe right and then her husband clarified to us that oh these are always served cold, cold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was thinking the same thing I was more embarrassed for them just because I didn't know um but I think that's the only other like taste okay. I could think of doesn't really help me much sorry um Totally get the perfume thing. We talk about that a lot. Um, what about um, a time that we were on a trip or something or something happened that you were embarrassed that I could kind of maybe relate to? Um, so... Look, I can't even say it out. <laughs> um, so I I know that when we went on that cruise and I walked into the sauna because I was very, very cold and I was like fully dressed head to toe, had my jacket zipped up. And then there were the two women in there that were very much not dressed. Um, that I I I felt embarrassed in that situation. Um then the fact that I sat in there for 15, 20 minutes just mm -hmm. dying because they didn't leave and I didn't want them to think that I was leaving because of that like a whole story I had in my head. Um but I I that was probably a nine or a ten yeah, on remember, the scale of embarrassed. And I would think that would be much, that would be higher than a seven or eight. I I can think of another embarrassed um, was when I thought I was being so helpful when we went to Disney World, and I threw everybody's laundry in the washing machine. I mean, I've sorted it, of course, but I threw everybody's laundry in the washing machine to be very helpful, and went and joined you guys out at the pool. And you said, 
what took you so long? And I was like, oh, I started a load of laundry and you turned it like just that white as a ghost. You did what? And um, when I realized that the Disney World tickets were in your pocket and they got washed, um, I, again, probably a higher rating than the seven or eight. Um, that wasn't an embarrassed feeling for me. That was uh, <laughs> a very, um, very upset a, a feeling. Yes. Upset, yeah. Um, let's see. What about when um, we were at, or we were we were living with your mom and dad. We were waiting for our house to get ready, and you were at work and I was at home, and I would I gave the dogs a bath. And then learned later that I would did it wrong because I did it in the bathtub and I didn't like, you know, put anything protective down instead of doing it outside. I, I broke their rules and I was pretty embarrassed about that because that's not how we do things. I, I, re I remember the story from both sides, my mom and dad's and yours, um, and feeling embarrassed again for you. Um, and, but maybe I'm thinking of, of when my mom said, well, don't you use a different cutting board for meat and cheese? How could you use the same cutting board? Um, and so I, I, I felt probably a seven or an eight embarrassment again in that moment that, that she was immediately so judgy and and yes we use different cutting boards <laughs> <laughs> um but it just the the judgment or how harsh it came was was in, yeah right. embarrassing what about so there was a time when i went on a golf trip <clears throat> with my buddies and we drove to the golf course which was like 45 minutes from the house and when we got there I had left my golf shoes at the house. So I had to, I had to so you're like, uh, I'm an idiot. I left my one thing I need and I had to go back and get my shoes and come back. So I, and I barely made it in time. So knowing how much you love golf and hate being wrong or the cause of any kind of disruptance in a plan, I judged that that was a stronger embarrassed feeling than my seven or eight um and you don't usually venture into the nine or ten range but just um i'm guessing that that might be a little bit stronger okay what about um if it was on a table what would your embarrassed feeling say it's embarrassing <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah um i i think that do you remember when we went to Las Vegas and we got in the elevator, Taryn had a cheer competition. We got in the elevator and everybody was facing like the normal way. And I got in the elevator and I faced everybody in the elevator. And as the elevator doors closed, I was like, I guess you're wondering why I called you all here. And Taryn was like, Oh, oh my gosh, mom. Right. And then like hours later, she was like, do you remember when you embarrassed me 
And we were both of us talking about it later that that was like a seven or an eight on the level of embarrassment factors of mm-hmm. parents, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, and then like, a year later, you did something similar on the elevator when we were at the embassy suites and you were like, they serve breakfast, <laughs> right? And that lady was telling you, and again, she was like, and we said, okay, so maybe that moves up in the scale. Like I I think of the times as a child, right? That my parents embarrassed me and that we would talk about it later, especially as we started thinking about feelings and her saying how embarrassed she was. And we were like, oh, that's so, that's, lower in the in the scale of okay. things i think i got it remember when my mom came to visit us in oklahoma and we went out to eat and we left the restaurant and mom walked out of the restaurant with a stack of napkins like this high in her hands and i was like oh my god mom you can buy them you have to steal them from <laughs> the restaurant remember that yeah i do and <laughs> i mean again I, I think you're you're very close. Again, though, I felt I felt embarrassed for her. Um, I wasn't exactly embarrassed because you know how many napkins I walk out of a restaurant with. But I think you're pretty close. Um, um, I'm trying to think. What about when Taryn saw the um, the cross dresser in Vegas? Mm-hmm. and said very loudly that they forgot to shave that woman forgot to shave their legs and we were like oh, uh, shut your mouth and keep walking yeah I, yeah that was about a seven or an eight <laughs> initially right like when she first said it and then when she kept repeating it like yeah. mom something's wrong with that lady mom mom something's wrong with that lady then the intensity kept growing because we were like stop stop just stop talking we'll tell you in a minute stop talking <laughs> but I think initially when she was like mom something's wrong with that lady. She forgot to shave her legs. And both of us were like, uh-oh, <laughs> right? <laughs> that was about a seven or an eight. That in me, yes, I think you're experiencing my embarrassed feeling. Thank you very much for opening your heart there. And it's just very powerful. And again, it, it's, uh, yes, the your feeling of uh, embarrassment is very much noted, and so I love the examples. <laughs> you you, get a, a, you probably have part of a, a storybook there for what not to say and say all the times, and but those those are normal things that happen all the time, and many times we laugh about them later, but at the moment we feel helpless and our faces turn red and sometimes more red, and sometimes we get we, we're ready to we lost for words. And, and uh, hopefully don't say unkind things in that middle of time, but most of the time we just get very embarrassed. You know, I remember a, a time when it, when I was celebrating mass and I give a, I thought I got a beautiful homily. And when I came to the, <laughs> to the consecration, that's where I started. Not at the preface. I was so excited. I turned the page and the page, two pages came with instead of one. And I get to the great amen. And I go through him, with him, and in him, you know, at the last end. And nobody in the whole church responded. (laughs) And all of a sudden, the scowl said, Father Rosie, you forgot the consecration. You started 
you started it, you forgot the, the beginning. <laughs> I turned, you know, but they were so beautiful. And then when I, when I after mass, I apologized to the people then. I said, wait, we'll start back over again. And the gal told me so beautifully, he said, uh, it was Monica, um, Monica was her name, and she, Monica Pagia, and she said to me, it's not because he was so cool, because he knows we love him and accept him with embarrassment. <laughs> and that was really touched me, you know, that even with my embarrassment, they didn't make fun of me or, you know, <laughs> gotcha. So I just, yeah, so embarrassment can be a tool of understanding or um, grasping that you, you still, the spouse still loves you. Even your mother still loves you. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's sometimes um, in the, the fun feelings, the feelings of excitement, the feelings of joy, those ones, like we could probably rock, paper, scissor and see who talks about it. I judge that when I have those stronger reactions like this, and it's typically to a, a more uncomfortable feeling. And, and as I was writing my letter, you know, we can sometimes go to like the easier, like, uh, I feel, I feel fine sharing this <laughs> with you now. Right. But he knows me better than that. Um, and, and I do feel embarrassed. And as I was writing it, I was like, Oh, I know we're going to talk about my feeling. <laughs> well, usually when I write the letter, that gives me permission to talk about it. If I don't write it, I have a harder time talking about it. Is that the same way with you? Mm -hmm. Almost oh, like it gives us an introduction. Yeah, it gives you a little, um, like a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, it opens a door. Right. It it starts the conversation instead of, you know, putting it off and then it just goes into a bigger issue <laughs> later. Now you can at least have that door open to talk about it a little bit. Yes. I used to do that with my spiritual director. I could always write it down. And then once I wrote it down and gave it to him, I could talk about it. Mm -hmm. So it's the same kind of a, and that's where the gift of writing uh, frees us up and not put us on the spot to bring up a topic that may not be the, um, the easiest to talk about. I'm so grateful for the guests we had today who shared willingly themselves in their dialogue. And thank you for joining us. I look forward to the next episode when I join you again once more. This has been Marriage Let's Talk sponsored by Worldwide Marriage Encounter, the foremost faith-inspired marriage enrichment organization in the world, providing married couples with transformative experiences through couples retreats, small groups, and more. Learn to nurture love in your marriage at wwme.org. Marriage Let's Talk is a production of Mater Media, the apostolate that offers the Celebrate Catholic Marriage Experience to energize and fortify married couples through parish events and the seven-step journey to joy. Find out more at matermedia.org.